Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. The passage that I would like to read this morning as I begin is in Genesis 6, 13 to 22. Genesis 6, 13 to 22. And it reads, And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, its width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark, and you shall finish it, and you shall finish it to a cubit from above, and set the door of the ark in its side. You shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. And behold, I myself am bringing floodwaters to the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die, but when I but I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you, and everything, every living thing of the flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female, birds after their kind, of animals after their kind, and every creeping thing of the earth after its kind, two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive. And you shall take for yourself all the food that is eaten, and you shall gather it to yourself, and it shall be food for you and for them. Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. I, I had a uh, pretty busy weekend. I was trying to prepare a word for today, and, you know, I had some ideas, and I, I, I didn't even have a title. And, and Gabby called me and said, do you have a title for the message? I said, I don't even have a title yet. Some things that, you know, God is speaking to me about, and he's, he's, he's just downloading information and uh, it was so much warfare this week that I was having trouble uh, bringing it together. But God just began to speak and speak and speak, and um, he just began to talk to me. So I'm just going to talk to you today the way that God talked to me. One of the titles that I wanted to, you know, I, I want to come up with a catchy title, so... Uh, I was thinking, you know, uh, Chaos in the Waters. That, that sounds good. You would see a movie called Chaos in the Waters, right? That sounds enticing. Because sometimes we go through times of, of, of chaos. Anybody tell me what chaos is? Anybody just yell it out? A lack of order, a disruption, a disruption of peace. 
confusion. It's, 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 it's so much confusion. And in, in, in physics, the definition is this. is behavior so unpredictable as to appear to be random. Owing to great sensitivity to small changes in conditions. It's, it's behavior that's so unpredictable that it appears to be random. But it's not. So unpredictable, so, so much disorder, so much confusion that it appears to be random. But, but, but nothing's random. Uh, this passage about Noah building the ark, it said that God spoke to Noah and he said, I myself am bringing floodwaters on the earth. And so the, the title I was thinking of was Chaos on the Water because sometimes we find ourselves in different types of waters. Different types of waters. In, in, in fact, when, when Moses was born, his mother took him and, and she, she took care of him for three months and then she put him in a basket and she put him in the water. Who put him in the water? His, his mother, right? But, but who was in the water? Who? Say it again. Moses. Right? That's, that's what I just said. Moses' mother put him in the water. Who, who put him in the water? But, but who was in the water? Sometimes we find ourselves in waters that we didn't put ourselves into. In fact, all of you were born into some waters. All of us were born into some, some, some water. Water is un unpredictable. It's not stable. It doesn't stay the same. It doesn't stay in place. When you get placed in the river, you're at the will of the river. And most of us, all of us were placed, we, we arrived here in water. What do I mean by that? We, we arrived in conditions that we were placed in by the ones who brought us into this world. Anybody's kid or grandkid ever had an argument with them and was talking back and said, I, I didn't ask to be here. I never said it. I might have thought it. But I ain't crazy. Them, them words never came out of my mouth. We didn't do much talking back in my house. But the conditions in the water might be determined by something else outside of the water. It might be determined by the, 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 the rain. It might be determined by the weather, by the wind. I can imagine Moses' mother putting him in the water. I, I don't think that she would have put him in if it were storming outside. She may not have put him in if, if the river was raging. She, she may not have put him in if, if there was rain falling and if there was wind blowing. She may not have put him in, in, in to put him in danger. 
she may not have. But everybody's entrance into the water is a little bit different. For some, we arrived in, in, in water that was still and calm, and for some, we arrived in stormy water, placed there not by ourselves, but by the ones who brought us in. Some of our trauma, everybody got a little childhood something, that, that's that water that we've been placed in. Everybody has some, some issues that they're still working through. That's that water that we've been placed in. Everybody has some, some may have a little anger towards someone. That's that water that we've been placed in. But the thing about it is that the ones who placed us in the water were also placed in the water. Some of the trauma and the generational issues that we face didn't start with us. It didn't start with our parents. It's just been passed down. Hurt, passed down. Anger, passed down. Pain, passed down. Abuse, passed down. Witchcraft, passed down. These are the waters that we we find ourselves in. We didn't ask to be here, but these are waters. Sometimes they're troubled waters, but they're, they're waters nonetheless. God said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to send a flood. Usually the conditions in the water can be changed drastically by the conditions in the atmosphere, right? So if I, uh, if I decide to go into the ocean, if I'm going to the beach, what do I do? I, I, I check the weather forecast, right? Because I know that if it's going to be rainy, if it's going to be windy, if it's going to be cold, if it's going to be cold, I'm not going. If it's going to be you know, rainy, I'm not going. It's going to be windy, I'm not going, because then the conditions are dangerous as well as uncomfortable, right? So the conditions have to come in such a way to trouble the water, to cause chaos in water. God said to Noah, I'm going to send a flood. See, the, the, there are other types of waters that we find ourselves in. See, a uh, young man by the name of Jonah, God spoke to him. He gave him some instructions. Word says in Jonah 1, it says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. Then it says, But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship 
to go to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and he went down into it to go with them to Tarshish to, pre to, to run from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea. And there was a mighty tempest on the sea so that the ship was about to be broken up. The mariners were afraid and every man cried out to his God and threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to, to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest parts of the ship, had lain down and had fallen fast asleep. Jonah found himself on a boat in the midst of a storm. And the storm was caused because of his what? His disobedience, right? Sometimes we find ourselves in storms that we cause because of our disobedience. Plain and simply, a lot of times we find ourselves in storms that we cause because, in fact, storms follow disobedience. It's, it's like the, uh, when, when your joints start hurting because you know it's about to rain. <laughs> That's what comes before the rain, the disobedience. The storm comes because of our disobedience. We find ourselves in situations that we, 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 we don't like. And, and the thing about it is that Jonah went down into the ship and was asleep. While there was a great storm and, and the men were panicking. And they were throwing things overboard, trying to figure out what the issue was. And he was asleep. And so often, the storms that are caused by our disobedience affect those around us before we even realize what's going on. Because our disobedience desensitizes us to the voice of God and to, 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 it keeps us from be able to, being able to see clearly what is happening. Not only did he not know, he was asleep. He was, he, he was unaware of the storm. The storm was brewing and he was unaware. And when we're disobedient, when we are not doing the right things, when we're not following the instructions that God has given us, look, God, God speaks. We ain't just talking about sin. Sometimes God will tell you to do something that you may think is innocent, something that you may think is small. He may tell you to go talk to someone. So I was in a hotel one time, and I stepped out the room, and um, it's funny because I, I was in the lobby all day, right? And so I, I was in the lobby from the time we got to the hotel early, and so I had to wait for the room to get ready. So I was in the lobby all day, and I was sitting, and I was people watching, because I like to watch people. We're, we're an, un, an interesting group of folks. 
Everybody's so different. It's, it, I'm just fascinated just by watching people. And then I finally got to my room, and as I came out my room, there was a guy in the hallway who was, I guess he was working on something. He was a maintenance man. And I walked past him, and I saw him coming up, and I was walking down. He was walking this way, and I walked past him, and I gave him a head nod, and he gave me a head nod, and I kept on walking. And then God said, say something to him. And I kept on walking. And I looked back, and he had stopped, and he was in the middle of the hallway, you know, doing something at one of the rooms, and I kept walking. And then I turned a the corner, then I got onto the elevator. And I said, God, I have asked you to speak to me. I have prayed for you to give me instructions. I have prayed for you to make my ears sensitive to your words. And I hear you talking to me. He had to, he had to say it a little bit louder. I said, all right. Before the ele elevator door closed, I stuck my foot out, let it close on my foot, opened it back up. And I walked out and I walked down to the guy and I had a conversation with him and I told him everything about his life. And in three minutes, he had tears in his eyes. And I said, all right, brother, he was, he was the white guy, I said, uh, my friend, this might be a little bit weird, but uh, God told me to talk to you the moment I walked past you and uh, I wasn't obedient. And so now I'm coming back to, to talk to you. And I just see that you've gone through some things, but God has a wonderful plan for you. And I told him that I don't know if he has kids, but I, I, I see a young girl who who God is mending the relationship. And in, in a matter of minutes, he had tears in his eyes. And he said, this has never happened to me, but I know that God sent you to talk to me because I've been going through so much and I just got my daughter back and we just got our relationship back and, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been trying so hard and I didn't know if I was doing the right thing. And he said, and I, I said to him, well, God told me to tell you that you're on the right path. But I don't know what would have happened if I didn't have that conversation with him. See, that, that wasn't a, a, a storm. It wasn't, it wasn't his storm. But because I wasn't going to talk to him, I don't know what the outcome might have been. He might have needed to hear a word right on time. And I would have gone about my business. I would have felt convicted for a few minutes, and then I would have forgotten all about it. But the storm would have still been raging. Somewhere. I just wouldn't have been aware of it. We find ourselves 
in the midst of storms that we cause because of disobedience. Because we, we go against our, our judgment. Because we don't follow wisdom. Find ourselves in storms. And it's always those around you who recognize it. They'll tell you about the storm. Everybody will tell you about your storm. They'll tell you about your storm. My, my wife will tell me about my storm. What storm? I don't got no storm. It ain't raining. But well, we all getting wet. So figure something out. Jonah was in a storm that was caused by his disobedience. And he wasn't even aware. And he said to those men, he said, I'm the one. I'm the reason. I'm the cause of this. He said, throw me overboard and the storm will stop. And they prayed. They were afraid to. You know, nobody wants to, you know, they're, they're crying out to God. They're not trying to be murderers. They're, crying, they're calling out to their own gods. And said, so they, they, they tossed him over. And when the storm stopped, they knew that his God was real. Sometimes we find ourselves in storms and in, in, in waters of chaos that we cause. Sometimes like Joshua, we find ourselves entering waters because we've been, been pushed to do so. Because God says, go. I, if you go, I will protect you. The word of the Lord came and said, after the death of Moses in Joshua 1, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now go, now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people. Whenever you're going through, through water, there's, a, there's another side to get to. Sometimes we think we're just going through it to go through. Why do we got to do this? Why, why, how come I'm always in this situation? Not realizing that there's a destination on the other side. And even after that destination, there's still going to be rivers to cross. But if you go in obedience and have faith, the outcome is different. God said to, to Noah, I'm going to cause a flood. The thing about a flood is that it's rain, it's a storm, the water comes from somewhere. We just had Hurricane Ian, right? And Fort Myers, Florida, anybody see those videos and the pictures? of Fort Myers, Florida, just completely de demolished by, by water, by floods. The thing about floods is that it's when the water goes to a place that it's not supposed to go. It's when it, there's, there's too much rain. I don't, I don't mind a little rain. The rain sounds good. At, at night in the summertime when it's raining, I like that. I open up the windows, I can breathe. It's, it's, it's comforting. I can fall asleep to the sound of rain. 
But when there's too much rain, you can't really fall asleep to that. Well, some, some of us can. But I bet it's different if it's hurricane rain. See, I don't mind the little rain. I don't mind getting wet. But when my, my basement gets wet, it's a problem. When, when, when cars are flowing down the street because of water, it's a, when, the, when the water gets inside my house, it's a problem. Sometimes we have storms in life. It's fine when it's on the outside. The water's fine when it's on the outside, but when that water starts to get inside and damage things inside and cause issues inside, then it's a big problem. I don't mind the rain, but keep it on the outside. Because when it floods, it causes permanent damage. It causes lasting damage. It causes damage that you have to actually fix. You have to do something about it. If you've been in a relationship, there might have been floods that caused damage, that even after the rain stopped, the damage was still done. You might have had friendships and relationships that even though the rain stopped, the damage was still done, even though the abuse stopped. Can we keep it real? Even though the abuse stopped, the damage was still done. Even though they stopped molesting me, it still flooded and it still got on the inside. That wasn't outside damage. That was inside damage. Even though I was put down, it might have stopped. My abuser might have passed away, but the damage is still done on the inside. That's what a flood does. That's what a flood does, but God said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring a flood. It's going to cause damage to everything. Everything, everywhere that the water is not supposed to be, that's where it's going to be. There's going to be rain. There's going to be wind. There's going to be water everywhere. The places that are supposed to be dry are going to get wet. See, we have to figure out how to navigate the chaos, the waters of chaos. Because the, the damage happens. The damage gets done. The relationships get broken. I might have been divorced, but now I, I can't get remarried because I can't trust. Because the Water got on the inside. I haven't figured out how to take care of this water that's on the inside. God gave Noah instructions. He said, build an ark because I'm going to send a flood. I'm going to 
send a flood, so I want you to build an ark because that ark will save you from the outcome of the damage of that flood. You and your children, if you follow my instructions, I will save all of you. He gave him a promise. Anybody ever been promised something before? Can, can you tell me something that you were promised? Anybody can yell it out? A, a promise that was made to you. Money? Somebody promised you money. And how did it make you feel? It made you feel good. Right? It, it, it changed how you felt. You probably had a, a smile on your face for the rest of that day. And you had, you, you anticipated the receipt of that money. Anybody else been promised something? Said what? A promotion. Ah, oh, been promised a promotion. And what does being promised a promotion do? Say it again. It motivates you, right? It makes you work harder. So the, 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 the promise becomes the, the premise for your behavior, for your actions, for how you operate, right? You know that promotion's coming, and so now I have to do a certain thing. The, the promise is the premise. The promise is the premise. There's a, Bible says there's a season for everything. And I believe also that there's a reason for everything, right? You go to work because you know that you're going to get paid at the end of the week, right? And you're not thinking about it. You know that it's coming. It's, 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 it's like a promise. It's something that you know. It's something that you're sure of. And so you operate a certain way because you go to work and you, and you work and hopefully you have a good attitude. Because you know at the end of the, the week, at the end of the pay period, money cometh, right? It, it, it changes the way that you do things. A promise, the promise changes the way in which you operate. Or it should. Because it's a promise. And if it doesn't, it, believes, it means that you don't believe that it's a promise. Yet things God has told you that hasn't changed the way in which you move. It hasn't changed the way in which you think. The, the, the promise should change the way in which you think. The promise is the premise for your thinking, for your interacting. The promise of God. He said, I'm going to send a flood, so I want you to build an ark. So what did Noah do? He got to work. He got busy. He got busy. Matter of fact, when I promise my kids something, they do whatever I want them to do until they get what I'm supposed to get them. 
or until I forget to give it to him. My son lost three teeth in like a week's time. And that, that third teeth, tooth he gave to me, he lost it. And then he found it and gave it to me. And he keeps coming up to me, uh, asking me about the tooth. Because um, the, the, the tooth fairy's on strike. <laughs> I said, boy, you, you better remind me about that tooth right before bedtime so I can call the tooth fairy for you. But because he, he knows that he's going to get something, he acts a certain way, right? He keeps coming back with anticipation. It, it changes the way in which he operates. When I promise my children something, it changes the way in which they operate. They, they start listening and they, they, they don't fight. They come together and say, okay, Dad said we could have this if we don't fight, so we, we, we can't. So stop. No, you stop. No, you stop. No, you stop. <laughs> but the, the promise is the premise. Even when we find ourselves in the storms, in the midst of storms, and this has been a, a, a trying time for me, I ask that you keep Pastor Hyacinth and your prayer, her, her health is not great right now. And so we're, we're praying that God restores her. But it's, it's, it's trying times. It's a storm. <clears throat> and when you're in a storm, you're, lo you're looking for a way out. You want, you want it to cease. <clears throat> the Bible says, in Matthew 14, it says, Immediately Jesus made his disciples go into the boat and go before him and to the other side. And he sent the multitudes away, and he went up into the mountain to pray. And he was alone there, and while he was alone there, the boat was in the water, and it, a storm arose. And the, the boat was tossed in the middle of the sea by, by, by waves, and the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And the disciples saw him walking on the sea, and they were troubled, saying, Is it a ghost? And they cried out of fear, but immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. See, sometimes we're in storms and we need faith to navigate the storms. The, the, the promise. We need faith to navigate the storm. And he said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And Peter had come down out of the boat, and he walked on the water to go to Jesus. The promise is the premise. He walked on the water to go to Jesus because Jesus was the promise. 
He walked on the water to go to Jesus. Walking on the water. But the minute he saw the wind and the waves, he began to sink because he took his eyes off the promise. What happens when we take our eyes off the promise? When we take our eyes off the promise, you, you, you start to try and control things yourself. You, you begin to, to self-sabotage. I saw a quote this morning that said, <clears throat> let me see if I can pull it up really quickly. It says self-sabotage. It's easy to self-sabotage because it enables you to predict the future. And it gives you an illusion of control. When we keep our eyes off the promise, then now we have to figure out what's going to happen. It enables you to see the future, but it gives you a false sense of control because you're not in control. So if you can't see the promise, then you have to come up with a substitute. You have to come up with an alternative. Well, I don't believe this. I don't believe it's going to happen for me. I don't believe this relationship is going to, to work. I don't believe that God can mend my marriage. I don't believe that God can bring my children back into the home. I don't believe that God can fix the relationship I have with my son and my daughter. I don't believe that God can get me this promotion at work. I don't, I don't know if, 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 if God can really give me the business that, that, he, that he inspired me to start if it'll take off. So let me try and figure something else out. When we don't keep our eyes on the promise, then it affects our behavior because the promise is the premise. And when you have your eyes on the promise, you can get out of the boat in a storm and walk on water against all odds, against all doubts. You can walk on water regardless of what's happening, what's going on around you. You can Walk on water. And this is the thing. It says that God told Moses to build the ark because I'm going to send a flood and I'm going to establish my covenant with you. That's the promise. And I'm going to save your family. That's the promise. And the ark will be a shelter for you. That's the promise. In the midst of the storm, the ark will be a shelter for you. See, the promise is the premise. But when I understand what God is saying to me, when I, when I believe it, when I go after it, when I have faith 
that he can bring it to pass, then it's just not the promise being the promise anymore. But now his promises are my promises because I'm going to live in that promise. I'm going to build my house in that promise. That promise is going to be shelter for my family. I'm going to make sure that everything I do comes through that promise, that, that, that we are focused and moving and obedient because of that promise. I'm going to build my house in that promise. The promises become my premises. The promises become my, my, my office space. Now I'm conducting my business out of the promises of God. I'm raising my family out of the promises of God. My family is saved, and I know it because of the promises of God. That's where I live now. I live in his promises. I live in it. Even if you don't see it, I can smell it. Just like that rain that comes, I can smell it coming. And I don't mind the rain because in order for every seed to grow, some rain has to come. The Bible says that go, those who go in, in big ships and go into the sea in deep water, those are the ones who see the wonders of the Lord. See, the, the rain isn't a bad thing. The flood isn't a bad thing. I told you, you were born in some troubled waters. The waters are part of the process. It's a part of life. Like we get cuts and bruises and they, they, they wound us and they, they bleed and they heal up. It's a part of life. It happens. My son was, they were running the other day and they, they, I, was, I was watching them. And I was going to tell them to run in the street instead of the sidewalk. Because I said, you know what, somebody's going to fall. I said, you know what, just let them run. And they ran up the block and came back down. And when they were coming back, the oldest one, Andrew, he tried to jump over his book bag and his foot. And they were running fast. His foot hit his book bag and he tumbled and I heard him hit the ground. And it was hard. I know it hurt. But I said, you know what? I knew, what it was, I knew it was going to happen. I knew it could happen. But it probably had to happen. Probably had to happen. Because I can't protect them from every fall. Sometimes you have to have a good fall so you know how it feels so that you know what you did in order to make that happen, to keep from doing it again. Sometimes some storms come and the rains, the rains hurt and it's not comfortable, but when the rains stop and the sun comes out, some grass comes up. There's a purpose, even in chaos, because chaos even has a cause. It has a cause. 
It's not random. Everything happens for a reason. So I want you to know that even in the midst of your storm, no matter what it is, no matter how you've been handling things, we've, I've, I've, I don't know how many funerals I've been to in the last year. And people my age, and the older I get, the more it's people my age. And it's, 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 it's weird to see people one day and then they're going the next. And we've had a lot of that in the last two years with COVID and, 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 and a lot of medical problems as a result of, of the, the, the side effects of not being able to get medical attention. It's been a storm. But we get to the other side of that storm. I know that my Redeemer liveth. So I don't walk with fear of the storm. I don't walk with fear of death. I'm not afraid of something happens, happening to me because I know who my Savior is. We're all going to go anyway. But I know who my Savior is. And he's not only promised me life after death, but he's promised me life right here. An abundant life. And I know that as long as I walk in that promise, I can walk in that abundant life. It doesn't matter what, what waters you were raised in. It doesn't matter what situations you had to come up under. It doesn't matter what storms you put yourself into. It doesn't matter what, 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 what storms you have in your relationships and in your family and, and on your job and, and in your neighborhood. If we walk outside, there's storms everywhere. There's chaos everywhere. You can't even walk outside. You can't sit in your car for five minutes after you get home. You better go in the house because stray bullets might fly. We have teenagers killing teenagers. It's chaos. There's a storm going on. They can't go to school without guns in the school. They can't do after-school sports without shooting. We can't have black parties in Philadelphia because it's too dangerous. They won't give out permits anymore because they're afraid of something happening and it's a real fear. There's chaos, there's storms all around, but we have to stick to the promise. We have to stick to the promise and God has promised us to be not only those who are leaders, but people who can change change the world. Those who will change the world. This church was called for a reason. We're not just here because we like each other. We're not just here because the doors are open and, you know, there's some AC in the summertime and we get to dress up. We're here for a purpose. Our purpose is not 
inside these walls, but our purpose is to go out there where it's raining and to walk on water through the storm. With our eyes on the promise, through the rain, through the crime, through the hate, through the political environment. I can't wait till the election's over. So I can get my phone back. I don't know how many text messages and And it's just this all day long. How can we how can we have a positive environment where there's bickering at a at the political level, at the governmental level all day long? I don't even care who you're voting for. The environment. There's a storm. And we have to know what our promises. And God's promises are yea and amen. And God will call up some people and say, I want you to walk through those political storms. And I'm going to put you and place you in position. And there's God's going to call some people and say, I want you to walk through the educational storms. And I'm going to put you and I'm going to place you in position. And I'm going to put you through the, 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 the socioeconomic storms. And I'm going to put you and place you in position to bring about change so that you can say, just like Jesus did, peace be still. And the storm ceases. I don't know everyone individually. I don't know what goes on in your lives. When I like the people watch, I like to imagine. And it's not even imagining. Sometimes God speaks to me very, very clearly. And says, this, was, this is what's going on. This is what's going on. I can see it. It's like a, a TV. That's why people watch, because I, I see the globe around them. And I can get insight into their lives. I, sometimes I think I'm just imagining it until I go up and speak to them. And say, brother, God told me to, he just told me to talk to you. And they say, everything that you just said is 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 everything that I've been going through. And God is going to call us to some positions and call us into some people's lives to navigate those storms for them, to, to operate on the promise and be able to say, peace, be still. I don't know who you are. I don't know whether you're watching online. But I know that God has some promises for you that he wants you to stand on, that he wants you to, to, to make the place of your home. He wants you to make it the premise for your life. Bishop knew the call of God on his life, and so he made it the premise of his, his life. Everything that he did was for this goal, for this promise. And there's some of you here who you've been going through some storms, some real storms. I mean some real storms, some real storms. I've had, I've had some storms, some things that have kept me up at night and woken me up and, and kept me from going back to sleep. I'm not the only one who's experienced storms. 
And God is saying to you right now, I want, you, I want to deliver you through the storm. Not from the storm. I want to deliver you through the storm. Because I want you to look at me and keep your eyes on the promise. And I don't know who you are, I don't know where you are, but I just want to pray for you right now. You might be watching online. We want to say a prayer for you. And if that's you, you just need some prayer through the storm. I just want you to raise your hand where you are. Amen. Amen. Because you know that it's raining. You know there's some things that are out of your control. It seems like it's chaos. You don't know exactly what to do, but you know that whatever you could do ain't going to be it. I just want to pray for you right now. Father God, you know those who are going through some storms right now. And they may not know how they got there. They may have an understanding after today. They may have some tools to go through it. But I just pray today, Father God, that you would just give them insight and speak to them and let them know your promise for them. That you would speak to them in a new way. That you would make very clearly the plans that you have for them. Plans for peace. Good plans. To give them a future and a hope. Let them see your promise clearly. Let them hear it as they sleep. So that even when they wake and they look outside and they see the, the, that rain and that wind, they can keep their eyes on you. Give them determination and dedication and consistency and persistence to keep their eyes on the promise so that they too can walk on water right through that storm. Thank you for joining us in service today. We pray that this ministry has been a blessing to you and your family. To give your gift of love and help keep this ministry on the air, visit nccop.church giving for all of the ways that you can donate to the ministry. Thank you so much for your generosity and God's blessings until we meet again.